Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, this is the Hollywood Life Podcast. And we have got a very special guest here today. We are so excited. We are going to be talking to Henny Russell. She is a, the new, well, a new star, because you've got some new companions, of Orange is the New Black this season, season six. For those of you who have not started yet, her character is Carol, and she is a big boss like a big boss and she rules the new prison that the that our favorite um orange is the new blackers are in and that she rules this place called c block the c block of the prison so thank you for coming here welcome thank you welcome for getting out of prison to come and see <laughs> us here today and of course we're also here with ali stagnita hey our on air um anchor and writer and Nick, our producer. What's up, Nick? Also not Mike. Together, yeah, that's right. He's <laughs> here. We never have Nick. He's Mike. here, but he's quiet. He's here now, in spirit. Orange of Orange is the New Black is on Netflix, and so I know that some of you out there will have already downloaded and watched the whole season. I've just started, and it is so different. Because now, of course, everybody's in the new maximum security prison. And Carol, you have a very big role. And um, your character has been there for a very long time, right? She has. She was incarcerated when she was a teenager. Wow. So the original charge was murder, and she was given 25 years. But then she committed some more crimes while she was in jail and got more time. So she's a lifer. And the murder that she committed was with her sister where they murdered their younger sister. Yes. Tell us about what got you in there. Well, it's sort of a spoiler if you haven't seen season six. Yeah. Um, Yes. uh, Barbara and Carol and Debbie are the three Denning sisters. And... Uh, the youngest sister was very into gymnastics and the parents paid her a lot of attention and we were going to move to a different state just because of uh, her gymnastics competitions. And Barb and Carol decided that they would take matters into their own hands and not move. That's right, not (laughs) move. So we're not going to tell you anything more. Right. Um, But... You can uh, surmise that something happened, and now Carol and her sister Barbara are both incarcerated yes. in maximum security. And is Barbara also there? Like, she got 25 years as well, didn't she? Yes, and and also more time for crimes committed while in jail. So you're both there for life, and she's played by Mackenzie Phillips. Yes. 
the amazing Mackenzie Villas. Yes. <laughs> and I, I love your Instagram because, you know, you and Mackenzie are there in pictures and kind of you have nice little messages about her. Yeah. And now the thing is, is that you're not exactly loving sisters, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Hardly to each other or anyone else. Um, no, they've had a rivalry since childhood. Um, Watching the flashback scenes, I realized, oh, we did get along much better when we were younger, uh, it seems. But um, it seems like their development was arrested when they were arrested. So they're still having squabbles that Really, adults shouldn't have anymore. They should be able to get over something. But and weren't they just about sixteen? So they must have been tried as adults. I want to say Barbara was a senior in high school, and Carol was younger, so they were probably around sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, so they must have gotten tried as adults for must this have. crime. Yeah. Now, basically, you're a psychopath, right? In your character. My character, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and your sister Barbara is also a psychopath. Well, they both seem to lack any conscience. Why do you think that is? Like, how do you think that your character, like, how do young women grow up in one family and two of them end up being psychopaths? That's a good question. Um, I sort of feel like it's more mental illness than it is um, nurture, more nature than nurture, Mm -hmm. that... um, Obviously, they had troubled childhoods. Their parents didn't pay them much attention. But a lot of people grow up without getting enough attention from their parents, and they don't go and kill people. So Yeah, they don't become psychopaths and have no consciences. They don't. So uh, I just wonder if part of that is DNA. Yeah. That there was something in the family. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, I don't know. I don't know enough about mental illness to really know what, what causes it. I know that um, from doing the play Frozen, there was a lot of talk about brain injury and how some people who develop mental illness and violent tendencies, it has to do with um, past brain injury or also, uh, strangely, too much cortisol. Like if you have too much stress and and your body releases so much cortisol that over time it damages your system and it can cause you to have violent tendencies. But I don't know if either of these girls... Uh, or in that yeah, situation. Because the only thing really, when not spoiling anything, but in their backstory was just like a troubled childhood, like you said. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the look into act- into their mental health wasn't necessarily in the season. It's really just, you know, how they felt growing up and how they felt nurtured by their parents or lack thereof. Yeah. Or jealous. But it is yes. weird um, that two sisters would end up like that. But and the other thing that's really interesting is that I think for most, like for six, for five seasons, Orange is the New Black has explored so many characters of women who are incarcerated. And most of, I would say that most of the the women have troubled backgrounds. Like they're in prison because they're troubled. They have made mistakes. They made a small mistake that led to a bigger mistake. Um, they have some mental, mental health issues like crazy eyes, but they're not psychopaths. Like there's something about most of the characters where you can see that they're 
basic humanity. There's goodness in them. Even there was the, the older woman, I can't remember her, her name, who murdered. Um, and then it ended up murdered. She was pushed and pushed and pushed, and she gave up hope, and she ended up murdering again. But that there's goodness in all of them. Mm-hmm. And yet, Carol and Barbara, I don't think there's any sense of goodness in either of them. I don't... As someone asked me... What do you admire about Carol? And I thought, admire. I don't know if there's anything <laughs> yeah. I admire. Um, yeah, and, and it's funny because the fan response has been amazing, and mm-hmm. they love the sisters. Um, <laughs> they maybe they just love to hate them. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, there doesn't seem to be a lot of goodness or decency or any selflessness at all or empathy like they don't empathize they lack with, empathy that's, yeah, yeah which is a psychopathic, a psychopathic character trait, right yeah yeah but i think it's sort of interesting that the show in spending five seasons of talking about prisoner and women in in prison i think that the response for most of the viewers is to develop is to develop empathy for mm-hmm. them and concern about the prison system and it hasn't until now gone into yeah there are people in prison because they are literally psychopaths and they will just keep on doing terrible things if they're in in public well and the big difference is up until this season we were in minimum security true. that's true so um and I think it's great for the public to see that these are just regular people that, yes, may have made a mistake or, you know, part of it. I remember um, listening to Alicia Reiner give an interview that some woman was in prison because she didn't she had so many parking tickets. Yes. And she couldn't pay hey. them. Yeah. It was a choice between paying the parking tickets or putting food on the table for her children. And she chose the latter. And so now she's in prison for parking tickets or. um you know, because of the three strike rule that someone can, you know, steal something as a teenager and get in a bar fight and then 10 years later get another bar fight and hit somebody. And now they're in prison for life. Yeah, for life. Yes, I know. Or for having some pot on them, which is now legal. And so many um, are in for drug charges, um, which I understand the impetus to try to uh make the sentences stiffer to try to discourage drug use and discourage crime, but studies show that it really doesn't. And I don't know why we don't take a look at other countries and who are having much more success than we are. I mean, America has 5% of the world's population, and we have 25% of the world's incarcerated. I know. It's amazing, isn't it? People are shocked. They don't realize what a high percentage... Of our population, we incarcerate. It's. Uh, I want to say it's like seven hundred and sixteen out of every hundred thousand. Did yeah. Orange Is the New Black open your eyes to this, or was this something you were passionate about prior to being on the show? Um. Well, both because I was a fan of the show mm-hmm. and I watched it uh, from you know the pilot, uh, the first season. So I think before the show, and before reading Piper Kerman's book mm-hmm. that. Yes, I wasn't really aware of it. It hadn't touched my own personal life yet. And often we don't know about things or seek out things that we don't have a personal connection to. And so um, it was the show, and then even more so once I was on it. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit more about Carol Mm -hmm. and about what it's like to play her. Is it... um, I mean, you, you look like you're having a good time playing her. Like, what's it like playing somebody that's 
evil like that. Well, Carol doesn't know she's evil. So when I'm playing Carol, I don't think of myself as evil at all. What does she think of herself as? Deserving. Deserving of attention, deserving of power. Um, And because Carol's been in prison for so long, it's sort of a given. And uh, what was sort of fun was to see the other character's reaction to me because they're all so frightened of me. (laughs) (laughs) So to have that kind of power in a room was sort of fun. Um, but But I didn't think of her as a psychopath. I mean... Henny did, but as Carol, I don't. I didn't think that way. You so as Carol, she feels that she deserved. Why does she deserve the power? Because she's been there for so long. Yes, and because uh, she's smart and she's earned it. And how do you so? And how do you feel about as Carol? How do you feel about your sister? Barbara? I think it's a mixture of things. Um, It was really interesting. There was one episode where, when uh, again, spoiler alert, but we're thrown in a cell together, and they just kept the cameras rolling. And Mackenzie and I are across the room, uh, about as far as you and I are right now, and just went through an entire silent conversation without... Uh, any script or dialogue, and and they just kept the cameras rolling just to get the expressions on our faces, which I don't know if any of it was actually used. I don't think so. But what was really interesting to me was finding myself, I hadn't, Carol hadn't seen uh, Barbara in probably 20 years. I hadn't met. So the cell blocks don't mix. They do, but Carol and Barb don't. Uh, but yes, they are very separate. But sometimes they might have recreation together. They might have some crossover in, in certain areas. But Barbara and Carol had not seen each other for 20 years. And Mackenzie and I had just met that day. Wow. <laughs> so, which was kind of cool. Yeah. So I found, I was surprised that I found myself going through a lot of emotions of feeling happy to see her and feeling furious and feeling sad that this is what we've become and uh, rage and hurt. And uh, so it was interesting. I think uh, the question was, how does Carol feel about Barbara? And I think it's a lot of things. I, I think what she lets show is her anger and her rage towards Barbara. But there's got to be more going on there, I think. What do you think is the biggest difference between Carol and Barbara? Well, Carol would say that she's smarter um, because she didn't get hooked on her product. They both sell drugs in prison. Oh, I see. And um, Barbara got addicted and Mm -hmm. Carol did not. Um, So uh, Carol's more impulsive. Barbara's more of a planner. Um, So... uh, but they're, you know, like most sisters, similar in some ways and different in others. Mm-hmm. And why do you think that they loathe each other so much? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And did the loathing start as soon as they got to prison? Did it start beforehand? I'm not sure exactly. I mean, what we see in the show is an argument over a story and whose story it was. Um, but there's, there's, they both have this desperate need for attention that something as silly as, no, that was my story, no, that was my story, became this big, huge event and this big brawl. And so um, I... Completely forgot what the question was originally. <laughs> Why they loathe each other and when it started. If it started before they actually got incarcerated or it developed once they were there. I don't know. They didn't, I, looking at the flashbacks, they didn't seem to loathe each other. But I don't know if they, if either of them has any genuine affection for anybody. Yes, that's true. Because I don't know if psychopaths feel anything for anybody besides themselves, if yeah. they ever can that's one of the characteristics of being a psychopath that you are not capable of love or affection for anybody or connection with another yeah. connection right how do you feel like when as a character do you feel really powerful because the other characters are so afraid of you yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you like that oh no what's not to like <laughs> yeah it's 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 fun and um and you look so mean. Like, I know that this is a podcast and we're, you know, so our audience can't see us, though they can look at the pictures in Hollywood Life. And, you know, you're so friendly and warm looking and attractive. <laughs> and I'm like scared of just looking at pictures of you as Carol. <laughs> I know your hair was so yeah. teased. Like, what was it like looking in the mirror? Were you? Did you freak out? <laughs> I I just loved it. Uh, <laughs> and what's funny is that I, uh, when I was auditioning, I was trying to figure out what to wear. And I had this impulse to wear my glasses for, that I still have from the 80s. Oh, my gosh. And I thought, no, 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 that's too much. That's too much. I'm not going to wear those. Uh, they're almost exactly the same as Carol's glasses. Wow. They're those big, gigantic plastic glasses that... I still have to this day. I don't wear them now, but I do still. <laughs> but Carol does. Now you can't because if someone sees you out and about wearing those glasses, you're going to freak out. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, the rat's nest uh, took some time. That was a lot of teasing and a lot of hairspray. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's very, the look is very transformative. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like the guards are afraid of you too? Uh, not necessarily afraid of me but they have respect for me hmm. which is different that they don't respect a lot of the inmates but um for example co hellman who is very nasty and mean to other inmates has a different kind of relationship with me so um i would say it's more respect that they have for her hmm. and they know to keep their distance do you think that frida is worse than carol in what way? In like a psychopathic evil way. No, because Frida has a conscience. Mm. 
Frida is a survivalist, so she's going to do what's necessary, which means she will stab friends in the back. Right. And has, clearly. Um, but, you know, she'll also help chop somebody up and bury them in the garden for you. And um, <laughs> Nice. <laughs> and she did, she did share her uh, hideaway last season mm-hmm. with other people. And I think we saw some genuine affection for Suzanne in season six. Mm. So um, I wouldn't trust Frida as far as I can throw her, mm-hmm. but I do think that she, she's, she has a con- conscience and she can care about people. Interesting. Why do you think that fans are like, even though you're both psychopaths are rooting for either Team Carol or Team Barbara? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I t- I mean, the Orange is the New Black fans are amazing. Mm-hmm. I was so unprepared for this. I mean, I heard about it, but I just didn't get it um, because they're so passionate and smart and into the show and loyal, and um, which is amazing. Um, so I don't know. I'm not sure why... Um, they're so fascinated with these characters. Um, I don't know. It's awesome. I love it. But I don't know. If I, <laughs> I, I just, I can't be objective about it. You could ask me about other characters because I've watched the show, but I can't be objective about us, you know? Do you feel like the, um, you know, aside from you and, and your sister, that most, that the idea that a lot of the these the inmates, even though... You know, they're uh, like, they can't be trusted. They still seem to have developed affection for each other, especially like the cast, the, the, the inmates that are the cast who came from the minimum security, to the maximum security. They do seem to have a bond. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think and, you know, um, Red was sort of the mother of a family and that I do think family units are joined in prison. And I think... I think everyone longs for human companionship mm-hmm. and and to be seen and to be known. So I think wherever you are, you're going to try to find those people that you connect with and that you can see yourself in. Well, I listen, I guess it's a matter of survival because you're, a lot of them are in there for a long time mm-hmm. and it's very lonely. It mm-hmm. could be, I mean, incredibly lonely and you're so cut up from the outside world. Mm-hmm. And... It's just, I think it's human nature to want to bond. The the um, scenes that are filmed in like that max, sort of the, the new cells where the maximum security is, mm-hmm. like, is that just a set? It looks so realistic. It is a set. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. But it's very accurate um, and extremely depressing. Did it give you any like... I just feel like being in that setting would give me nightmares or something. Like I wake up kind of feeling like I was in a cell or incarcerated. Did that happen at all? Were you, or how did you kind of get out of your character? Um, that did not happen to no. me, but I rarely remember my dreams. So <laughs> it, it may have happened and I just don't remember it. Um, it was, um, it, it wasn't hard to get out of character. I think it's harder when you're doing a play and you're doing eight performances a week and Mm. it's the same text over and over and over again. Um, 
I was doing it. Orange scenes are fairly short. So um, sometimes they take a long time to shoot, but other times not. You're just there for a few hours. So um, it's easier to slip out of character because it's not, um, you're emotionally invested for a shorter amount of time. Mm -hmm. But you said it's really scary that this, even though it's just a set, that it's very accurate and it's sort of scary. Yes, and it's uh, it's just I don't know what, I don't know why this bothered me so much, but there's no the toilet is right in the cell, and there's no toilet seat, and there's nothing that can be used as a weapon. So everything's attached. Um, they have a shelf. They have a desk with an attached seat, and a toilet and a sink, and that's it. And a be- well, the beds, the right? Beds. But yeah. it's. And, and shooting some the, the, a lot of the outdoor um, or the recreational and the outdoor scenes were shot at actual prisons. And I had never been inside an actual prison. And to see that this cement yard with peeling paint on the wall and a metal grid above your head was what their outside was. That's the only outdoors they would get. And it's... So when they're outside, they can't... They can see the sky, right? But they can't see any surrounding area? Correct. In that, in where their recreational yard is. It's just a cement room on the roof of the prison. Oh. Is it a room or is it open? It's a room. Oh. Four cement walls. Wow. Yeah. So how many different prisons have you visited at this point? Myself, only one. Um... And it's a very popular prison where a lot of things are shot. I keep seeing it in other... <laughs> popular oh, that's prison. that's so funny. You know, I mean, they, they film a lot there. Which prison? Um, I forgot the name of it. It's in Kew Gardens. Oh, so it's in the city. Yeah, it's in Queens. Oh, wow. And um, now I think, I think they were going to close it, but it's such a popular shooting location that they leave it open, and it's used as a transfer point. So no one is there for a long time, but there are inmates who are there temporarily on their way some, to somewhere else. So when you're filming, they are there? Yes. You rarely see them because we're on a different floor. Wow. I mean, I was with somebody in an elevator once, but that was the only... I think that was the only inmate I saw. And um, and then the other prison, I think, was in Staten Island. But I don't – I think it's a former prison. I don't think it's any uh, – in use except for location shooting. Um, have – do you think um, or do you plan to visit any other prisons just out of sort of interest or um, for your character or because you've gotten involved in any – prisoner uh, reform groups or anything like that? Um, I'm not planning to visit a prison just to visit a prison, but uh, I would like to get involved in some uh, groups that do help inmates. Um, Well, I think think that obviously you develop an empathy for women who are incarcerated when you play a woman who's incarcerated, even if she is a psychopath. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and and you gain an understanting of of a a small understanding of what their life could be like and what brought them there and how sometimes it's really just unfair that they are there and for so long. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Do you feel, though, that it's good that Carol's behind bars? <laughs> yeah, I think, she, I think she needs to be in prison. 
(laughs) (laughs) But, but you know, also looking at her, you think that also she could have possibly been steered down a better path. Maybe if she had had, you know, because you look at the programs for women that are out there, you know, art programs for convicted women and things like that, or just shelters and homes to get them out of, you know, that bad place. I don't know. I think it can be helpful for a lot of people. I don't know if it could have been helpful for Carol because I just don't know how far gone she was. You know, a lot of serial killers are known for being, you know, torturing animals when they're children. Right. And that it's something that's just in them from an early time. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, if we could murder our sister as teenagers, what kind of behavior were we exhibiting before that? Yeah. And the drawings. Yeah, and the drawings that she did. So... Was there hope for her? Maybe. We'll never know. Right. Yeah, I don't know if psychopaths are reformable. Like I, you know, you brought up serial killers. Like you can't release a serial, you can't turn around a serial killer. Like you just have to protect society from them. Yes. Yeah. But I think they're probably the minority of who's imprisoned. Mm -hmm. Correct. And, um, well... Can we look forward to seeing you in further seasons? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think it's unlikely. Um, <laughs> but I do not know for sure. You never know with Orange is the New Black. You never know. You never know. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming in and talking to us. And it's been fascinating. We've been talking with Henny Russell, who is starring in season six of Orange is the New Black. And that's on Netflix, which you can all download now. And you can binge watch it if you want. I'm sure you're going to want to after this conversation. Um, Thank you. And... uh, Come and see us again. I will. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you.